What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. The True Whispers Podcast, part of the Forever Haunted Network, and hosted by paranormal author Eve S. Evans. Join us while we delve into some of the darkest places on Earth imaginable. Imaginable. Serial killers, unsolved mysteries, spooky history, paranormal happenings conspiracy theories, and anything that sends chills down your spine and gets your mind working overtime. True Whispers, born out of a genuine love for true crime and all things spooky, will bring you weekly spine-chilling stories that are, well, nothing less than just plain creepy. Now, sit back, relax, because today's case is up next. Relax. Welcome back to True Whispers. I'm Eve. Today's case is a little bit true crime and again a little paranormal. It's a little freaky. It's about a nightmare of a haunted house. And as you know, I'm an author and I've written about haunted murder houses. And so this one kind of intrigued me as something we should delve into today. So without further ado, we go into the mystery of the house on Wells Street. In December 2013, Tim Woods bought a house in the city of Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Number 46 South Wells Street was a modest four-bed, two-bath, wooden house on a street of similar properties. It had gray-green wooden siding and a small front yard. The old house had sold for just $41,000 as it was run down and in need of renovation. Woods, however, had not bought the house to renovate and live in. Woods had just purchased a notoriously haunted house on purpose. 46 Wells Street had been advertised for sale in 2013 as an authentic haunted house by Betsy Summers, who lived opposite and acted as if the property's caretaker. It has a pretty nasty reputation, she said at the time. I take care of what I have to do and get out. I try to ignore any noises I hear. Woods had a lifelong interest in ghosts and haunted houses after living in one as a child, and the house on Wells Street certainly had a promising history. 
1846, industrialist Augustus C. Lanning inherited some land on what today is the Wells Street from his mother. He built 46 South Wells Street in 1861 and lived there until 1869 when he sold his home and his business. He died in 1875, aged 67. Lanning had not led a lucky life. After arriving in Welks Bar to work for his grandfather only aged 14, Lanning's nephew later died in a barn fire caused by a lightning strike, and one of Lanning's factories also burned down. The land Lanning built his house on, as all of Wilkes-Barre and indeed much of Pennsylvania, is, as one of the local puts it, soaked in blood and turmoil, having been the site of wars and conflict between the indigenous tribes who occupied the land and European settlers. From the late 19th century to the mid-20th century, the house went through three sheriff sales, a type of public auction, and sold for just $1, about $20 in today's money, at auction in May 1939. In 1940, and again in 1950, someone died by suicide at the house. There were also four deaths on the premises between late 19th century and the mid-20th century. The most striking of these was 54-year-old priest who dropped dead of a heart attack whilst walking past the house. In March 1975, radio DJ Walker Bennett, 27, and his wife Marianne purchased 46 South Wells Street in a sheriff's sale and moved to Wilkes Bar from New Haven, Connecticut with their two daughters. After hearing strange sounds from behind a bedroom wall, Bennett knocked it down and discovered a hidden tin box that contained a red ribbon, a human molar, and chicken bones tied together to form a cross. Bennett thought these strange items might have been part of a voodoo curse against Augustus C. Lanning. Chicken bones are indeed used in witchcraft and voodoo rituals. Starting in February 1976, Bennett would answer knocking or scratching at his front door to see the translucent figure of a man with a cane who had a crooked and vicious smile, later identified by Bennett as the ghost of Augustus Lanning. Bennett says he also saw the ghostly figure of a young girl in a nightdress walking through the walls of the house and also found spots of blood on walls and a pool of blood in the living room floor. There was also the stench of decay coming from the kitchen. According to Bennett, the family heard shrieks, moaning, groaning, voices and crying that seemed to come from inside the walls and from the attic, and the sound of heavy footsteps on the wooden floors of the detached house. Bennett and his wife had to admit to each other they had bought a haunted house. The family suffered from unexplainable physical illness and from depression. In January 1977, Bennett says he witnessed his daughter trip or be pushed down the stairs and then float in slow motion to the bottom and land on her feet, unharmed. His wife witnessed the same thing happen a month later. The family brought in a priest to bless the house, but it did no good. In March 1978, after enduring three years in the house, the family fled, leaving behind almost all of their belongings. The sudden flight was prompted when Barrett awoke to what sounded like thunder, even though the weather was clear. He heard footsteps pounding across the floor of the attic, the front door rattling, dishes crashing in the kitchen, and the sound of a child crying, which seemed to come from inside the wall. Walker Bennett told the local paper about his family's experiences at the house. The story was published on Halloween 1979. In the article, Bennett said the house left him $40,000 in debt as he was unable to sell it and that he developed a severe drinking problem and now chain-smoked as a result of the stress caused by his experiences at the house. He was also in therapy. 
After the publicity caused the newspaper article, paranormal investigators and self-described demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren, famed for their March 1976 investigation of 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville, New York, the inspiration for the Amityville horror, visited the Wells Street house in March 1980. Unable to enter the locked-up house, they spent some time sitting outside it, and Lorraine stated, I sense a terrible despair. The effect on people who lived in this house was very, very negative. The house on Wells Street was repossessed by the Bennett's Bank after they had failed to keep up with their mortgage payments, after being unable to sell the house. The house was bought from the bank for $20,000 in August 1982 by Welks Bar local Catherine Watkins. She moved in with her two children, unafraid by the rumors surrounding the house. Her purchase prompted a newspaper article, Haunted House Sold in Heights. Watkins told the paper reporter she was not afraid of ghosts. Watkins remained in the house for 30 years until her death on October 26, 2012. Despite the fact she experienced unexplained phenomena, such as a shaking bed, moving objects, and lights and the television turning off by themselves, it seems she was able to live in the house. Her daughter inherited the house and decided to put it up for sale. That's when the ghost hunter Tim Woods stepped in, buying the house December 2013. Rather than repair and restore this over 150-year-old house, Woods only wanted to investigate the paranormal happenings at this property. In 2006, Woods had founded the company Live Sci-Fi to livestream ghost hunts, hauntings, and paranormal activity. Between October 2013, before he had officially purchased the house, and February 2014, Woods and his team conducted several investigations inside the house, including a 48-hour-long live-streamed ghost hunt broadcast from the house and a 30-day live-streamed video diary of Woods's and fellow ghost hunters staying in the house. The 31 videos of the house posted on YouTube by Live Sci-Fi include the almost four-hour-long scary-as-hell haunted house ghost caught on tape at Wells House, Episode 1, and the short video, Real Ghost Attack, caught on tape at the Wells House. In this video, Woods describes getting breathed on and punched in the stomach by an unseen force whilst live-streaming and live, tweeting his sleepover with other ghost hunters at the house. Another video was promoted with the description, The Wells House is one of the scariest haunted locations that we have ever investigated due to the numerous ghost hauntings that were caught on tape and the demon attacks that occurred while we were there. Investigators who have been in the house showed scratches on their skin and said they had their clothes tugged by unseen hands. After conducting his investigations in 2014, Woods stated that, Is our conclusion based upon the documented research that house is haunted by a demonic presence that cannot be removed, nor is it safe for anyone to live in. The house had, however, certainly served Woods and Live Sci-Fi well in providing them with lots of spooky video content augmented with creepy music and sound effects. The drama at the Wells Street house does not end with evil spirits caught on film by Woods and company. In the early hours of Wednesday, July 25, 2018, police were called to 46 South Wells Street to catch a would-be intruder. Outside the unoccupied house, they arrested a local man in his 30s as he was trying to pry the wood bars off the back door of the property with a pry bar. The man had a 24-inch sword tied to his back and was also armed with brass knuckles, a pocket knife, and a Bible. He said he was trying to break into the property to look for ghosts. Police also found a loaded shotgun outside the property and 20 shotgun shells in the man's bag. The man was arrested and charged with defiant trespassing, possessing instruments of a crime, weapons possession, possessing an offensive weapon, and prowling at nighttime. 
I was unable to find any record of the man being tried or sentenced for these crimes. Tim Woods stated in the description of one of the live sci-fi videos of live stream footage at the Wells house that after I'd been attacked at the house by unseen demonic forces, I vowed to myself and to my family to never set foot inside this cursed house again. According to Zillow, 46 South Wells Street was sold on May 7, 2019 for the bargain price of just $16,000, $25,000 less than Woods bought the house for after being on the market for five months. In a sharp contrast to when the property was last sold, this time no mention was made of the house's haunted history. Instead, the house was described as being full of historical intrigue. With some TLC, you can bring new life into this four-bedroom beauty. As soon as you step over the threshold, you'll realize there's something truly out of this world with this home and its craftsmanship. Features much of that old world charm. Let's hope the house's new occupants are enjoying a peaceful life there. So, wow. I know you guys are like so more into true crime, but I really can't get past the episode I did that was about the flight that arrived 30 years late. And I still, to this day, after reporting on it and trying to figure it out, I cannot figure out how that happened. And it landed in front of 200 people. There are witnesses. It's not fake. It's not some kind of lore or a wives' tale. Like that plane landed itself and there's only dead people on it. So after that one, I'm like, I do like the true kind of stories that are pretty typical, but I do want to throw in a lot of crazy mystery stories too that are paranormal, but also true crime, because I think that that helps switch things up once in a while. So this one, I just thought of it because obviously I do a lot of haunted stuff. They're not sure if this is a murder house, but it has seen its share of fatalities and by what I know, I don't know if all of you know a lot about the paranormal, but um, after I lived in a couple haunted houses, I really delved into that because I wanted to figure out why things had happened to me in that home. Well, a couple homes. That one was the worst one. And I did go into a lot of these things I did find out on my Forever Haunted podcast, which is on break right now, but there's like, I think over 200 episodes if you ever want to listen to it. But one thing I did learn is that obviously we're made up of energy. And when you have a very violent death, there's a lot of energy transfer in that case, unfortunately. And that can cause either a residual haunting, which is, it's just the energy reliving the last part. It's not really an intelligent haunting. It's just the energy reliving its last days, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, right? I'm not saying that ghosts aren't real because I've seen ghosts that are intelligent and not unintelligent. So there's different kinds of spirits. There's your residual, which could be an unintelligent haunting, just reliving what the energy knows. There could be an intelligent haunting, which is more of your ghostly. They don't do the same thing. They seem to have a mind of their own. You have poltergeists, which are like intelligent hauntings, except for they usually do trickery. They're the ones that open drawers and pound on the walls and try to scare you. So there's different kinds of hauntings. Anyway, with the history of this house, I definitely could see, especially with its age, because another thing that I've learned, I hope I'm not boring you by all these paranormal facts. <laughs> so I grew up in a house that my parents built from scratch when I was a kid. And I've always been sensitive to the paranormal and I didn't know what that was, but apparently I'm just, I'm sensitive. So I would see things 
and hear things. A big one was my name being called all the time. And I would run out to the living room and be like, what? My mom's like, I didn't call you. I mean, that one happened almost every day. And now I realize that's kind of a sign of, yeah, anyway. So I also had these residual nightmares. And one of them, I mean, there was more than one in the house. But the one that freaked me out the most was I was a kid. (laughs) I had so many nightmares when I was really, really little. It was creepy. Um, This one I probably had over 100 times, if not more. I wake up in the middle of the night in my dream and everybody was sleeping and I knew that somebody was trying to break in the house and if they got in, they were going to kill us. Well, we had this really big house. So there was three bedrooms upstairs, a living room, a kitchen, a dining room. And then if you go downstairs, there was like a shop area which had a door to the underneath the deck to go outside to the backyard and then a door to the garage. And then if you go the other way, there's another complete living room. And a bedroom on the side that we used as like a pool table room and a master bath. And then there was another bedroom down there next to the sliding glass door. And so we had the sliding glass door downstairs, the door to the garage, and the door to outside were the the three. Oh, and there was this big storage room down there too, which I had nightmares about as well. Those were definitely paranormal about that one. So there's three ways to get into the house downstairs. And then if you go back upstairs... There's the sliding glass door from the kitchen to the deck. Then there's a door that goes to the garage, so there's five there. Then you have the front door, which is six, not including any of the windows. But for some reason in the stream, the windows didn't really matter. It was all about locking the doors. So I would wake up, know somebody was going to try to kill us, and I had to go through the house and make sure all the doors were locked before they got in. But I didn't know where they were at. And so I would run around the house trying to lock all the doors Probably I would say about 85% of the times I had the dream I succeeded and there was about 15% I did not. And so obviously those ones freaked me out more. But I think I was having those because something happened to someone similar. Maybe not that they, you know, woke up knowing they needed locked doors, but I think maybe there was a home invasion and that's how they they died. So um, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sensitive and it's I didn't know a lot about my gifts and I'm still learning about that and it's hard to unpack all of it really. You know, you just try to do the best you can to understand what everything means when it comes your way. So that's the best way I can really unpack that. So with this kind of story, I guess from living in my experiences, I can kind of see how that place would be haunted because I feel like even land can be haunted. So possibly the land before this house was even built on it because it's in Pennsylvania. That's where there were wars. And I want to go to Gettysburg because that entire place within a hundred mile radius is like stained in blood. And I know that sounds so morbid, but for a ghost hunter, that's a dream come true. Okay. So everywhere. I mean, there were people standing in their kitchens during Gettysburg that were hit by stray bullets. And they say those houses are haunted. One's called the Sally House. And the chick was making dinner and got hit by a stray bullet and died. And they say she lingers in the house. And I said, well, probably because she doesn't even know she's dead. It happened so fast that she had no idea what was even going on. I mean, you can imagine. So anyway, I think that maybe the land was also stained before this. So if you add that with battle drama on top of all the history of this house, can you imagine? I can't believe so many people bought it knowing this, just trying to mess with the house because that's not what you want to do. I think that probably the house is better off maybe leveled 
but that's just me personally. Because if you can't cleanse the house, then is it really habitable? It's probably not, especially if you have a family with children. It's probably not the best idea. Anyways, so I went on a huge rant. I'm so sorry. I hope I don't bore you when I do that. (laughs) I know a lot about the paranormal these days, and I try not to bore other people. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's going to be posted a little later because I was busy this last weekend and did not get to recording as I hoped I would. So I'm going to get it posted today still, but it'll be a little bit late. And I will see you on the next one. The next one should be more true crime. I'm going to throw in the mystery and the paranormal ones like every couple ones. Switch up a little bit. Don't forget to leave a comment or like this podcast if you enjoy today's content. And I will see you on the next one. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.